Welcome back to another episode of Uncle Lou Speaks Podcast. Today my guest is Lee Ferrigon, a good friend of mine and the father to a young son. So I thought, you know what? As a father myself, we could just sit and talk about this whole thing that eludes many of us called fatherhood. Um, let's do this. Ah, uh, cool, cool, cool. That's cool. Is this is the sound all right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds better actually. <laughs> no, you see, you see those. Normally, like you see those guys like on TV and they got these mics and they're like, <laughs> like you feel kind of special. <laughs> you feel kind of special right now, like with this. It's like yeah, <laughs> let's go, fans. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I want to do some like big introduction. <laughs> oh, oh Lord, man! <laughs> One of the things that we don't really get a chance to to do is, I won't say as men because um, that would be like a general statement. Um, is we actually let me let me let me roll it back slightly. I've been listening to one of my a guy I know he he interviewed this father recently mm. for his podcast. I I've forgotten what the podcast is called but he he talks to his father about how he was raised and um you know the split between his mom and dad and the fights and all the issues that they had and all of you and you know the usual. Yeah. And um and then it's like every story when it comes to us there's a similarity in us as 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 men of as black men. Now, yeah. I don't know, I think probably white people have the same issues but we don't know. You know, considering that we ain't white, so <laughs> we won't know. We won't know the issue. we we won't know if they deal with the same issues that we do, but fatherhood has always been something that has been has always been of interest to me um uh because of my uh, my experience growing up and stuff and yeah. you know being raised by my grandparents and and then getting to be to live with my parents uh, when I already I had learned all I needed to learn you know what I'm saying? Because they yeah. usually say yeah. that yeah. up to age seven, kids learn up to about, it forms their character and stuff. And then after that, <laughs> any yeah. lessons, they leave it to chance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think I moved in with my parents at the age of about, I was in the third grade, so nine, at nine. Mm. So from, I, I don't remember before nine, you know, mm. I remember, you know, kind of sort of like glimpses of, you know, seeing my dad come to visit us. But as for my mom, I don't really remember much. I re- that's, like, <laughs> that's, that's a big chunk of your life, bro. I know, I know, I know. I know. That's, that's crazy. That is crazy. I don't really remember much. Um, I've, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I remember my father coming to visit us, you know, kind of bringing in, you know, like the usual thing that the African parents do. Uh, I lived with my grandparents, and my father would come from town, you know, with groceries and stuff, mm. you know, bread and jam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why jam, man. We used to, we used to have this this jam in like a sort of like tin. Um, it's like um, you know, it's like you know the the tins that you have baked beans in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'll have jam like a in big that, tin. In the yeah, tin. yeah, in the tin. So you open it with the <laughs> with a knife. You know, well, you, jam. You're talking about jam that you use yeah, to put yeah, on your on, on your bread. bread yeah, 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 yeah. And it yeah. was in a tin. And you used like tin. a can opener to yeah, open can it. Yeah, can opener. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We used to do that. <laughs> I've not seen that before. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We used to have that. You know, it's like strawberry jam. I remember it distinctly, man. So they all, he would be bringing all bread and stuff, you know, for for when he came, and it probably didn't even last for a week. After he had gone. <laughs> it's like setting us, setting us up, man. But yeah, so I don't really remember my parents that much. Mm. You know, so... But then fast forward. After age nine, I moved in with my parents. And um, suddenly, you know, like I was being disciplined for mm. <laughs> this and that and what have you and stuff. And I think black parents really, we discipline kids differently. Very, uh, very, very, very differently. Um, um, I mean, you know, you watch films and uh, when there's like a little white boy telling him, bite me, mom. That's the polite version know, of what, what I've seen. I remember going to people's house when I was younger and like my friend's house when I was younger. There are a lot of white friends when I was younger. I used to go to the house and like the way that they used to speak Speak to them, parents. <laughs> Yo, I was ducking under the table because I was waiting for something to be flying across across the room. And when it didn't happen, I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, like because like the the, the disrespect that they used to have, or some of them used to have with their yeah. parents, and they get away with it. Like you know, like in a in a black family, it like wouldn't happen. You, you wouldn't even dare. Do you know what I mean? Even if it was a, just a look. That's Never mind anything that came out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody, somebody at some point, they had to try it, didn't they? They would, they would try it. something and that's it, it's all over. <laughs> usually, usually you try, probably usually you tried it after you've been with some friends, you know, kind of coming, I'm going to try it with my dad. Bite me, dad! <laughs> and then your daddy will bite you. <laughs> But but to be honest, this is the thing. I, I think you know the the um, how we we were raised had a lasting effect for me personally. Yes. I think yes, definitely. Uh, one of the things that I said, um, I, I remember you know I used to say you know when when I have my own kids, I will never lay a hand on my kids. That's right. And and I I have maintained that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I think with the eldest with the, with them. My older one, <laughs> he tested me, man. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh sounds. That sounds like you was on the edge of insanity oh, there. Oh, brother, brother. <laughs> you know, this is the thing. I think you know, with um, with with Benjamin, with Benjamin, my eldest, mm. Benjamin was he he, he was born early. Mm. He came early, so mm. I have always had this sense of. 
let me cuddle him. Mm. You know, because he was tender. Even though he was a strong boy even yeah. from then, yeah. even though yeah. he came about, I think he came at 37, 37 weeks. Oh, I think it's, yeah, his mom knows more than me. But here yeah, he, he came early and he was little. He was four pounds three. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, fit, he actually used to fit in my brother's, in my uh, brother-in-law's hand. Wow. You know, like from That's the small. elbow down. He was little. And I remember, and my wife was ill. She was mm. ill. I thought I was, I was going to lose her and have to raise this boy on my own. I've never prayed so much. You know, like when you yeah, start negotiating yeah, yeah, with yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, you know, God, if, 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 if this boy is yours, you know what I mean? And, and, and then I've seen this boy suddenly grow up and, and break every rule they is. And I'm saying, God, I, I say, take care of this boy, you know, from his yours. You know what I'm saying? And besides, I mean, the Bible does talk about, you know, like your face. <laughs> Deal with him, God, you know what I mean? Oh, That's what we want to give it back. Yeah, I'm saying, God, he's yours, you know, you know, deal with him. Because I don't, because I know it's, this is the thing. Many, many people talk about when we discipline our children from a point of frustration and anger, that's when we make a lot of mistakes. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, definitely. You find yourself saying things that you shouldn't say. Yeah. And, and sometimes the things that we say to our children never lasting. Yeah. They will have a lasting effect. And I think this is this and this is the thing. Like see, that's my experience. Mm. Um and um just some of the stuff um that's still going on, on now. I'm in my well into my forties now. And this is some of the stuff that's going on right now. And I'm quite um obviously I just kinda just wanna be do you know like I was saying to my cousin the other day, do you know when you get to that point, like, do you know, like a comedian, they're like, they'll, they'll do a few shows and they've got a few jokes and might, some of the jokes might have stood on somebody's toes and then there's a big thing that goes out in the public and the media and like, you've got to apologise. Yeah. And then the person, the comedian has to apologise but it was just a joke and then, then they get to a point where it's like, I don't care and they'll do like, <laughs> <laughs> They'll do some, some, <laughs> so the, the next show will be like, um, such and such raw or yeah. I don't give a whatever, <laughs> excuse me. But you, you understand what I'm saying. Um, and I think that for me, it's, it, I've kind of, I'm, I'm at that point where it's just kind of like, you know what, like, we just need to kind of just get this out and just speak this out. I just need to speak this out and say, say what I need to say. Um, and, um, this is my experience and it does involve, like other people um, and I think that like, I'm just talking to like trying to talk to my parents at the moment saying okay I'm trying to reach out to my brother that I've not seen in years mm-hmm. um, um, my sister she's very quiet um, but I'm trying just at the minute just trying to reach out to them saying listen I just want to like just get things out on the table because mm-hmm. we had that experience of I feel that there was a lot of it wasn't discipline like there's a difference between discipline and, and what could be considered today as abuse yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, physical mental um, that went on and obviously you put things in context that's it that's um, it things that obviously they that are they understood that in terms of to bring up children and obviously as parents we all do things and all make mistakes it's interesting because like, I was thinking about what you said that 
like even having my child now three years old, obviously he's only three, <laughs> it got to the point where he's really testing me yet, mm. but like the idea to ever punish him, discipline him the way that I was, just like, he just can't, it's, it's just not, not in my it's heart. Just, it's not, it's not. Do you know what I mean? So it just, again, it kind of then makes me question, well, yeah, okay then, my, as parents, if I was going to have this conversation with my parents, as parents, this was maybe how you was brought up. Maybe. That's it. That's, that was the way at that time. But then at what point did you not ever think when you had us, I can't do that to them. That's it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, 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 uh, I'm going to let you carry on, sorry. No, 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 no. It's, 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 I think it's the, it's, it's, it's difficult to actually, sometimes, you know, you're looking at your kid and you're thinking, you know, I'll have to take out a belt and belt them or, or use the first thing that comes to my hand and, and beat them with it. I remember my, I remember my dad chasing my young brother, uh, with a stick. Yeah. (laughs) And my brother was, he was running hard. <laughs> he was running hard. And I'm thinking, when, when did the, you know, like the, the, the whole, because now we, we will tell our kids, go to a naughty corner or mm. go to a naughty sit step. On step. Sit yeah, on sit the on the step. step. Ah, I don't want to step on the step. <laughs> or go to your room. Yeah. In my case, we didn't have a room to go to. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, we only had like, my grand, my my, there were two rooms. Yeah, and the, and the room where you're being you're being disciplined in was the same room where <laughs> it was the kitchen, it was the front room, yeah. it was your bedroom. Wow, you know what I'm saying? So where do you, you can't tell your kid, you know, go to your room? Yeah, because if it's st- still there, kind of looking at you, but <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of crazy, man. But but the way you so. So your, both your parents are still here? Both my parents are still here. Um, I mean, going back from when I was younger, and, uh, um, my, dad, my dad left the family home. Um, I didn't, from what I remember, I didn't see him for a good while. I don't know how long that was, whether that was months or years. Um, I live in the house with my mum, who, see, this is why I need to be careful about how much I do say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Things, um, my mum did the best that she could in their capacity at the time. Um, she was, I think my mum has suffered a lot from even her childhood, but also um, with my dad leaving. Um, but then I became the target for my dad, mm-hmm. which was um, very hard. Because um, I used to remind my mum of my dad. Mm-hmm. I'm my father's child. Like, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, I can't help that. So all that negative energy came, came at me. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was formed and it targeted me. So, um, that's ultimately, um, why I ended up leaving um, the house, the family house and went to live with my grandmother. Um, literally just, um, what to, age were you in? I was probably about 14, 15, what yeah, I can remember. Because me, I was about 15, 16. Yeah, me. I'm trying to kind of think around what type, what age I was. It must have been around that, yeah, those yeah. ages. Um, and literally, like, I remember just um, getting a bin bag, um, just putting 
as much things as I could of my, my things in it um, and going out the house um, and just literally just walking from one end of the Sheffield to the other end of, of Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so my grandmother um, obviously took my in it, took me in and then we had, we had, I had really... Um, close relationship with my grandmother that's the only mm-hmm. place that I felt safe so obviously um, uh, losing her uh, when I was um, 17 that was that was quite hard but obviously at that, that, that time I dealt with it in a, in a very different way and not a positive way but mm-hmm. anyway that's like I said that's we've talked a bit about that so maybe can talk about that another day but for when, from then like when I left the house it's like for even like with my um, my father and my mum. It's I, I, I hardly saw them. Mm-hmm, I hardly hardly spoke to them. Um, I chased my dad for a while, um, and he let me down. I'm not afraid to say that mm-hmm, he let me down mm-hmm. time and time again. Um, and then I ended up just just I think I ended went down to London for a while. Came back up. Um, actually moved back into my mum's for a bit which wasn't a, a great experience and then ended up just leaving again and I went to uh, live in Leeds um, and I just again just cut off from I just didn't mm-hmm. hear from them or or anything and I just I mean it's always it will be interesting when I have these conversations with my parents I can't, like from their perspective on what they was doing but yeah I didn't see them for for years and this all happened when I was still quite very young and still yeah, trying yeah. to do you know what I mean so like coming from a, like I said a, our family that was quite broken uh, it was quite violent um, there's a lot of violence that was going on in the house um, and seeing that growing up as a child it wasn't healthy at all mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like I say, it's just, yeah, it was it was hard. To, it's very hard to navigate, and you, it's only years after that you realise the impact of that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, and like you said, you talked about like thing when you've got your own wife and you've got your own children. Your own children, yeah. It's like then all this stuff starts coming to the surface, and then all these questions start coming to the surface. Also, it's just like, wow, there's there's things that that I need to kind of process and, and still work through. That's it. But because I think we, we, we internalize a lot of, um, maybe when we are young, because we are, I think people, it's like now there's this term like emotional intelligence, <laughs> which was never around during yeah. our time. Yeah. So I, I'm always fascinated about, I mean, as, as a filmmaker and as a, as a, as a photographer, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time, you know, actually being in the outside watching how people interact and how they deal and how they live. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm afforded that, that space to kind of see people do what they do. And I'm fascinated when people interact and do what they do. And then... Um, Human, I think the, that human interaction is always going to be um, something that fascinates me because you see, I think we, outside our homes, we, we, we usually kind of exude this sense of everything is together. Mm. Yeah. It's like sometimes... Yeah, uh, yeah. 
I I used to fret every time we used to take when my when my boy was little. He was very energetic. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I was afraid to even actually take him somewhere because <laughs> he's gonna be the guy, you know, kinda running like zoom 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 <laughs> everywhere. But that was his energy. Mm. Instead of celebrating celebrating his life and his energy. So we spent so much time being so uptight that he was going to go and break somebody else's vase or something. And that's it, isn't it? And yeah. like, I, think, I, I think that's a, a very much a very cultural thing, isn't it? It's yeah. like you see maybe like loads of white kids with the parents running around and like, ah! But the black kid is just right there next to your foot. You stay better there. behave. You stay there. You don't move. You don't touch anything. You don't. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's like you haven't got that freedom no. um, just to be and and everything from a very the messages from a very early age are quite are very much negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so then. It, that ultimately impacts on you as a person and your confidence um, yeah, to yeah, kind yeah. of go out there and do this and do that. And it's always it's, it's also this, this, um, this fear that, that is built up at a very early stage. Because um, um, you don't want to fail at things. Another aspect where you don't want to fail at things or do the wrong thing or make mistakes. Mm. Uh, so it's this fear of failing and that you grow up with and, and develops because it's 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 been a driver from a very early age from the mm, person mm, who's mm. the person of authority from the person who that's the thing supposed to be knows everything or you look up to supposed to know everything and, and give you the right and correct um ideologies and, and whatever else in terms mm. of how you should be and how you should grow up Maybe that's why we uh, also have a very precarious um, uh, sort of relationship with, like, any, like, even the police. Mm-hmm. Because it's like any institution of authority, we, because we were told to, you better behave or else, there never was any negotiation to even understand why we were the way we were. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, sometimes I tell people that, you know, I, I think I was allergic to garlic when I was growing up. My father used to cook with garlic. And every time I hated that thing, you know what I'm saying? used to cook with garlic. And I think I had, because like if I have raw garlic, yeah. it messes up my throat. Wow. But I never knew that. We ate garlic. <laughs> because we ate garlic all the time and in, in most African families, it's yeah. like the meal you get, the meal that's put in front of you is what you're going to eat. But then, but I, I'm just wondering, when, as a child, when you used to eat garlic, did it used to mess up your throat then? Yeah. Oh, it did then as well? No, no, then I didn't even notice. <laughs> so I just wonder, I just no, wonder. You know what? I, no, because I just wonder, because I, it's, 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 it's quite significant you're saying that, okay, then my father used to cook with garlic. Yeah. And I used to hate it. I used then, to hate it. But then also that you you spoke and said that there's you had you've had issues with your father. Yeah. And I wonder that that when we talk about trauma, I wonder if that is maybe a thing. If if it wasn't actually an issue in terms of it actually affected you as a child. Yeah. As an adult. Now the relationship <laughs> with you have your, with garlic with, with garlic is the very thing that connects you to your father yeah. and and obviously, 
you're you're still or maybe feelings that you have towards your father. Oh yeah, I I'm just for example. <laughs> no, the truth is, I I I'm, me I'm I'm I've been very very um, open about you know how uh, my feelings towards my father. I <laughs> I had I had my issues, you know, with with him. Even back then, I loved him to bits. Mm. But it's like I, I remember questioning. I remember asking, was I adopted? <laughs> Do you know what? I've asked, I've asked, I've asked that many times. Maybe, no, but my, mine's been from a point of view. Maybe, as I felt, maybe my, my father doesn't love me because I'm actually, I wasn't his really. I was somebody else's. <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> no, no, it's it. Because... Because this is the thing. I think sometimes we we want to explain the things that are going wrong in our lives. So we want to kind of try and figure out if there's a... Because if there's a reason, then you can process it better. Yeah. If there's a reason, you will process it. Uh, the, the sense of not knowing. I think that's why currently uh, under lockdown and the pandemic and all that kind of stuff, because we don't have all the facts in front of us. Mm-hmm. That's why people are either depressed, suicidal, and there's a lot of other issues that are going into it mm-hmm. because it can't be explained. Hence why we will come up with our own uh, narrative. We'll come up with yeah. our conspiracies, you know, to say, yeah. you know, oh, mate, this is man-made and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Because we, we can't quantify it. We can't really say this is this. Or... If I have flu, I'll drink lemon and ginger <laughs> and garlic and honey. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But this thing we don't know. So we will try and explain at any cost to actually try and kind of get to the crux of the thing. We and spend, have, we spend, I mean, Val um, spoke about, and we spoke to Val before, we spoke, she spoke about, um, I'm a fixer, and many of us we are we are fixers. Yeah. And many of us, as we grow, we want to fix things. And many of us, when we when we grow from things that have happened in our early childhood, yeah, we want to try we, and fix those things maybe later on. And indirectly, um, we do that, and with maybe in the relationships that we have with other people, we. There's something that has drawn us into that relationship, mm-hmm. um, but then we will try and fix something, not knowingly, but fix something in that relationship because mm-hmm. of what something that happened when we was a child. Does it? Do, do you understand what I'm saying? So, like, we 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 won't give up, though we don't know that we're, that we're doing it. We won't give up trying to fix those things That's that have deeply affected us. Um, that we've not sometimes that we've not even addressed, and we'll do it through other things or other ways, whether other people that work or whatever, mm. uh, or that might even be our drive. Yeah. You know what I mean? To um, I don't know if somebody said that um, you're useless, you're rubbish, you'll never achieve anything. Then this person's just going all out, like maybe successful. You know what I mean? But we'll never find that happiness because, like, they're trying to fix. That narrative that was given to him when there was a child. That's the thing. It's it's weird thing. It's weird that you say that because 
I remember. I, I mean, this is the thing. My 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 wife will probably kind of uh, testify to this that I am. I drive people. I I sort of you know kind of basically I'm constantly pushing her. I mean, she recently finished her masters. Um, and 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 I remember saying well to, <laughs> I remember saying to my to my to, to my boy that I, I had read something somewhere and so I came to him I said by this age you should have done a degree and stuff and he looked at me as if I was crazy <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me he was mad I have never felt so stupid in my life man he just looked at me as if I had there was something growing out in my head man you know cuz but then one thing that i think why i am the way i am is also cuz one of the things that my parents always pushed is that i became first of the class mm. back in the day when we were in school you know you either came first second third anything beyond that was always met with something unsavory mm, mm, you know what i'm mm, saying you know mm. you it's like you you fail you fail then you're not serious you're not doing things why aren't you studying what and then the weird thing is that my parents never helped me study you mm. know what i'm saying well, that's the thing, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing they never it? helped me with my homework <laughs> You know you've, got what I mean? be, you've got to be the best. The top of the class don't come back with any bad results. That's what I'm saying. But, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it to the school to teach you. That's like, what I'm saying. Teach you that's anything, what I'm saying. It? It's, that's, that's, and that just doesn't make any sense, does it? Like, but I remember, I remember being, I, was, I can't remember how old I was, but I, remember, I must have been really young because it's the age where you, you're learning your colours, like yeah. that's red, that's green, that's yellow, that kind of thing. So I was really, really young. Um, and my dad used to do that with a brush. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, dad used to do that with a brush? My dad used to do that with a brush. What's that colour, green? What's that colour, yellow? What's that colour, blue? Right. Okay, then. Let's, go, let's, let's do it again. What's that colour, green? What's that colour, uh, yellow! I told you yellow! <laughs> the brush is coming, hitting on me. Yellow, yellow, yellow! Brush is like <laughs> 20 strikes in, 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 in a second. Yellow, yeah! I was that young. Um, but I remember, like, with the, especially like with the maths. And I, I just, and this is the thing, this is the crazy thing. Like, there's one particular um, day when he was teaching me, like, numbers, and I can't, and I, I still have it clear in my mind that day, like how much he beat me every time I got something wrong. Mm. And I was so young, like four, five, mm, mm. possibly even six. I don't even think so. Um, and he, every time I got a number wrong, I didn't understand it. He just beat me. Mm. But this is the thing now. So coming to uh secondary school especially um but all the way through school and uh, when it got to like my math lessons or anything mm. to do with numbers like even now it's like my head it's like my own numbers all over my all over the place in my head mm. um ask me a question about something to do with maths or numbers like it's like a panic inside my head it's like a panic so like even <clears throat> when the, it's the day before going to school 
um, and I had mass on that day, I'd been, I wouldn't sleep. I just mm. panic. And I remember I was in this, um, uh, in this mass lesson with my teacher and I just used to mess about. I used to like really act out, um, just mess about with my friends. Um, but it's the, it was the fear. It was the, the, the anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then my teacher used to come back at me as he would. He used to come back at me. Uh, he needs to be doing this. He needs to be doing that. Did it? And I, I hated him. Mm-hmm. I just, and it was that transference of that anger that I had towards my dad. I used to beat me as a child. Mm-hmm. And like what caused me to panic when I saw numbers that I uh, would take out on my teacher. I'm a maths teacher because all my other subjects they were good mm. like I was like a, a A to C student like so that was I probably could have done better but I was an A to C student all my, my lessons were good um, but that one I hated it absolutely hated it and then I was like oh I don't care I don't care I'm not doing any work I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you but this is the thing that so like because of what my dad used to do when I got it wrong, then now I started to rebel and stand up for myself. Mm. But it wasn't really t- to do with me and that maths teacher. And the maths teacher, yeah. It was yeah. me standing up against my dad. That's it. Because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It's crazy um, how one situation can easily transfer to, to other aspects of of the things that we do because I think that's how we are conditioned because we are one unit anyways. Yeah. We are one entity. So really our experiences, sometimes they will come to bite us at a later time. It's like that's right. the things we did as kids, suddenly uh, suddenly you are seeing them in your own kids. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, <laughs> and you recognize them clear <laughs> as they say, yeah, I used to do that. And now you are in a position where you have to discipline this human you have made. And, but they are doing the very thing that you hated being disciplined for. So then how, how do you do it? <laughs> how do you do it? How do you deal with it? You know what I'm saying? Appropriately, like how That's you what I'm saying. It? It's, it's, I think it's, it's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, kind of grateful that I'm growing. Well, I'm a, I'm a parent at a time when, when, um, there seem to be more tools in terms of, no, actually, I have more of my own tribe around me mm. to help me in this. Because this is a responsibility. Mm, that is mm, mm. God giving us the ability to be parents. That, mm. is, that is a great responsibility. Yes, and if is. you mess it's it huge. up, you are basically going to derail a human being yeah. from what they were meant to do by how you treat them or what you say to them yeah, yeah. and 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 sometimes you know um I'm, i have to be so apologetic to my kids um when when suddenly i find you know either saying something which i know i shouldn't say and you know like sometimes as parents we we will well no as a human you want to say the first thing that comes to your head mm, and mm. you know that's the wrong thing to say mm. You know, because we, I don't think we, we know our children. We know, I know my eldest. I know my, my young, my young, my youngest one. My youngest one, even just looking at him a certain way when he was little, 
you start bawling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he knew you were upset yeah. with him. Yeah. Um, and so how he was raised was different from his elder brother. The yeah. older brother, you had to kind of bring him close and deal with him yeah. to be able to kind of get him to understand stuff. But they are two different human beings. Yeah. And you can't really expect them to behave the same way. I think it's, it's, it's understanding that we are, this is human beings, we are so complex. We are complex. And we are so individual, do you know That's what I mean? It. And this is why we can't easily just judge somebody else mm. or judge a person because of something that we might know or something that we see. Like the depth that it goes to to really understand somebody and why they do a certain thing or why they That's act it. a certain way is sometimes way beyond us, That's like it. no matter how deep we go. Do you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's so important to have that counsel um, from, obviously this is my faith, but I have that counsel from God to how we do that and that, that's, that's active on a daily basis to mm-hmm. like how, mm-hmm. how we do that. But even talking about faith, well, that's the other thing, isn't it, where we spoke about before, I think talking about parenting and, and fathers uh, and mothers. Mm. Um, I do love my father. I do love my mother. There's a lot of stuff getting in the way in between. Um, but that then also, we talked about that impact of how we've been parented, parented mm. and how mm. we've been cared for uh, and how we've been driven. And then how does that then impact on our Christian life? That's it. Do you know what I mean? How how does that? How do I look to this Father God in heaven, um, who says that He will never leave me nor forsake me? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? How how do I look look to Him? Like who says that He loves me? Yeah. Um, And then um, build this relationship with with somebody I can't see. That's the thing. <laughs> like, I had a, dad the, on, I had a one, father on earth, earth that I couldn't see. <laughs> so I got to believe in this father in heaven that I can't see and build a relationship and understand that he loves me. Mm. Um, um, so it's really, I mean, I could go on. This is really uh this is weird things. Like I remember last time, last 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 time I saw you, I I I, I said, you know, I I um I struggled with the whole concept of. Uh, referring to God as my father, you know, because my 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 reference point for fatherhood was so broken that I was cool with Jesus, but I wasn't cool with God. <laughs> I was never cool with God. But then I think there was a shift later when, I think more so because I'm a parent now, it sort of, you know, kind of there was a shift for me because suddenly I saw... I saw what could a father should be? Mm. What I think a father should be, and that's the thing you're looking, yeah. you're searching for what yeah. what a father should be. Yeah, as much as you're searching for what what you should be as a as a man. As a man, yeah. And then fatherhood comes into play. And there's no book. It's not like the, we have a manual on how to raise these mm. little ones. There's no manual. So mm. how how do we how do we we are growing ourselves as, as men, and already we are fathers. I, 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 I remember actually, I think. Still a boy, still, still, a, still a boy, but now a father. <laughs> hey, that's my new book. Get it. <laughs> 
You can get it online. From boys to men. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't got a book really, but it's be a no, good title. It would be a good title. But no, what I was I I remember I think my boy was about five at the time. I woke up and I didn't have a clue who I was. Mm. I remember. You know, people we talk about midlife crisis and all that yeah. stuff. I had no clue. Suddenly, I was Joan's husband, and I was Benjamin's dad. <laughs> <laughs> the guys I used to hang around. Suddenly, yeah. <laughs> the guys I used to hang around with, I wasn't hanging around with because now I'm a married man. You know, you you let away, you kind of disperse with some of those uh, those guys because some of them were not no good for me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you grow out of certain things. Mm. But then that basically freaked me out because it's like I had lost my sense of identity. That's right. You know? Because sometimes nobody actually tells you that you're now getting married, man. You may lose yourself. <laughs> well, that's No, but that's the thing though, isn't it? And I think it's so significant and I think it's such a big thing. I was like, at the very point I just made, it's like, why did nobody tell me this? Yeah. Um, and you, we spend a lifetime, we're always ever-changing, we're always developing, we're always growing um, um, through our different experiences and our environments. And, but then um, I think marriage, the man, marriage as, as a man is such a massive thing where... It where is you, <laughs> huge. <laughs> where you're trying, in, in this life where you try to become, become a person, become this, become this person, become... Like in in uh, 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 what you call it? Uh, anyway, I've lost what I was saying. <laughs> but yeah, when you when you when you became when you when you get married, it's then it's almost like rediscovering again. That's the thing. Who? What? What? I think the key word is that your your identity. Yeah. And that in, within that compromise, like, what do you give up? Yeah. For for what you gain. That's the thing. Because this is the thing. It's like you are having to redefine yourself with this other human. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's like, because when I was on my own, I could go to bed whenever I want to and, 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 and or watch TV until the early hours of the morning or do whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. But because now you have, you have to attend to this other human being mm. in your life. Mm. So basically your priorities have to change. And mm. I think sometimes when us as men refuse to even negotiate, when we get into a relationship, when we refuse to negotiate who we are because we are men, we think everything else should fit around us. That's where many a time mm, we we fall into right. problems, and and I and I see it with many many a guy, uh, many guys, you know, saying, you know what, this morning I had to talk to my wife, you know, like this way, and I had to do this, and because because she did this, and I'm thinking, come on, dude, are you listening to yourself as you are speaking to me? You know, are you mm. listening to yourself? Because this is the thing, there is an image of ourselves that we. The moment we open the front door to come out on our own, we want to maintain. <laughs> no, I'm That's this right. dude, you know, like I'm still the guy who, yeah. who used to run the street. Yeah. But then, 
we have our wives who know us differently from that guy who who still thinks he still can run the street. <laughs> and then we have our children who know us as this guy who goes Google Gaga. Whilst we think we still can run the street. Right. How do we reconcile to be that one guy who, who who is true to himself and his family? Well, this is it, isn't it? It's like we, the way that society is set up and it's, it's quite interesting that like we, we um, during COVID, it's one of the big things about um, wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, but the way society is set up, we've been wearing masks for all our life. Yeah. So, like, we, like you said, like we're with our friends, we present one person. We go to work, we're professional. It's another mask. We present something else. You go to our church, we're a different person. Again. That's it. And it shouldn't be like that. It should be the real person is who we are behind that door yeah. when we go home yeah. and we spend that time with, with our, our, um, our, in our marriage, um, if, with, our, with our children. That's... Yeah really who we are that's who really who we are um and and everything else becomes irrelevant i mean mm-hmm. everything else it's it's a way of surviving or we should be as a christian person adventist person that i am it's about uh, for me it's like he said he came to give you life more abundantly so mm-hmm. like to really experience life there's so many people in life today that are struggling um and i go back to mental health and that's my thing are struggling um, because they're, they, they think that they're struggling with life, but the fact is that they've not even experienced what real life is yet. Yeah, that's it. And that's, that's it. why they're struggling, do you understand? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, my wife turned around to me once and she said, like, I never realised how hard I was listening to something. Like, I don't know what she was listening to, but... She said, I was listening to something. I never realised how hard it is for you as a black man in this world to survive and live on mm. a daily basis. Yeah. It says of something she read or she was listening to that it just really hit her. And it's just like, it's even between us as black men and um, black women, there's such a difference. Mm. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's trying to make sense of all of that and mm. put that together to say like this this is this is who I am and yeah. this is how I should be or and I think this is it is significant for anybody who listens and is making that step in terms of having a having a wife having a um even any woman who's having a uh, husband um to get getting married basically um that you are equally yoked Mm-hmm. Like it, it takes away so much conflict. No, it does. It, it definitely does. <laughs> yes, you're going to experience in yeah. not even later on, but it, even in the early days. Yeah. Um, um, but but also to say, like when you get married, I don't know what your experience with Louis, but like that first year, they say it's like a, a, a fairy tale. But that first year can be your hardest year too. <laughs> <laughs> like boy, man, like when you re- like you say, when you realize, hold on a minute, like. <laughs> Everything's gone, like everything's different, and like you have to then do this compromise. And like, boy, it's like that first year can be hard, really hard. You know, when I when I tell people that, to be honest, my my marriage has never been 
that difficult, you know. <laughs> if you know my wife, if yes, you know, yeah, if you, you know Joanne, you, you know yeah, that yeah, yeah. that Joanne is 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 uh, she's the most accommodating, and she's the most. You know, I, I'm I'm not saying that she doesn't have her own things, you yeah. know, to deal with. I'm sure, like every human kind, human being, we we do have our own issues, but it's the level of understanding and the level of wanting to be more than who we are. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I yeah. think one thing I learned, one thing I've learned, you know, through my 25 years of marriage, is 25, not like 2.5. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. When you said that, I forgot to kind of... <laughs> A bit late down the queue. See, like, Lou's looking at me like, I just said 25 yeah, years of marriage. 25, dude. dude, like, you're just sitting there quiet. What's going on? Like, I just said 25 years of marriage. <laughs> yeah, 25. So, so, in that 25 years, one thing I've learned is that I mean, I know we, we, we watch Will Smith talking about uh, oh, you, can, you can never make anyone happy. They have to make themselves. You, can, yeah, you can't make anyone happy. They have to make themselves happy. Yeah. But you can create an environment That's right. where somebody can flourish That's and right. become That's right. their better self. And this is in, within a therapeutic relationship. This is something that from the beginning is, a, is established yeah. that you've got a setting that, um, that sets the right conditions That's for somebody to grow. To grow. Um, and we can take that not just in the therapeutic, but as yeah. you said, like within marriage, that's yeah. what we need to do. And it's so easily, I'm saying this like, like okay, then you know, these are the things that I need to kind of go back and think about and think things that I need to do that I've missed and things that I need to reflect on and things that I need to hold my hand up to. So it's mm. quite easy. So it's, it's good for me to kind of, for us to be talking about this because it's, it's an ongoing thing. Isn't it is it? an ongoing thing, bro. And you let it slip. Boy, man, you're gonna, you're gonna. You, you will work up you, to a stranger. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> you no, up real to a talk. Stranger, yeah. No, real you talk. You will, stranger, you bro. will, you will wake up, and and it happens. It's uh, honestly like even like in in my relationship, like it's it's happened. Like it's it's it, it's been at a point where, and maybe it still is, and there's still some struggles going on where it's just like, what? Who are you? Mm, 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 mm. And. It's not a place where you want to be. No, 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 no. Not at all, man. If you want the home to be a place, a safe space. Yes. Because I know there are some people who, who fear going home because it's not an environment that they thought it was going to be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's understandable. Uh, but, and, and then also on the other hand, I mean, on the flip side, I, I think we can only do what we can do. You know, as individuals, I think sometimes we, in a marriage, well, in any relationship, we always think that it's the two of us, you know, kind of basically aligning our will and our ideas together and then being sort of like a reflection of each other. Mm. Sometimes the reality is, I do believe that opposites do attract. Yeah. And yeah. opposites can work together. Yeah. And actually make something out of it. Where's well, that thing? It's that, that's that's for me. It's that thing where 
one person might have certain qualities what the other person doesn't have. Does it? And the other person has certain qualities that, that I, do, do you understand? So yeah. it brings about that balance. So there's like you do that and you get on with that because, and, and I'll, I'll, you lead on this because yeah. like that's your thing. You, that's the thing. You've yeah, got yeah. that insight and you've got that skill, you've got that knowledge, whatever it is. Um, whereas I'll lead on that, but then like we'll trust each other. That's the thing. Trust, that's the thing. Yeah. They, they, they all trust the element, which is one of the things that we, I don't think, you know, I, there's anyone outside probably, my missus, I can say, you know, oh, yeah, 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 I trust, I trust them. Like, mm. like, for instance, when she's the only person I can drive in a car with and still, and feel cool. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> feel safe. <laughs> feel safe. <laughs> my father-in-law is a driving instructor, and yet, if I'm in the car with him driving, yeah. I feel uptight. Yeah. <laughs> and yet he's the guy who knows the road. And yet with my wife who is, who learned from my father in law. <laughs> I feel cool. <laughs> and I think maybe it's that whole thing that you know you are cool about. If I die with this person it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> If if this if the car falls off the cliff with me and her, that's fine. That's, it's, it's, it's not with anybody else. You, yeah. know what I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I kind of going back to what we we're talking about. You know about the whole idea of parenting as fathers. I, I can't talk about our women because their parenting style is quite different from us. But one of the things that um, my boys know, <laughs> we told them that we are a unit. So, basically, just to mitigate that whole thing of them going to their mother and asking something and then coming to me and asking the same thing, expecting, you know, me to mm. give them a different um, answer to different yeah. from my wife's. So, we say, you know what? I usually say, what did your mom say? Because <laughs> <laughs> that way it cuts out that whole right. thing of, of my children or my wife then suddenly coming to me and saying, oh, yeah, I told the boys they couldn't do this. Mm. And yet he turned around and made them and agreed that they should do this. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so yeah. I think they has, that's one thing I have learned because I didn't know what my parent, parents' parenting style was. But one thing I know, one thing I learned from them was that I never heard them shout. I never heard my father shout at my mother. Mm. And this is the thing. We were in a two-roomed house. Mm. Basically, the door, the door to the bedroom, to their bedroom, was just a cloth. It wasn't a door. Mm. It was just a cloth. So, through the cloth to their to their room. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. We never heard them. I never heard them shout. Man, I have furniture flying from. <laughs> <white>. <laughs> We was on two floors. I was, yeah. fur- I was, <laughs> I furniture flying around. <laughs> Let's meet. We heard the police. <laughs> Man, you on the two 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 bedroom house and like there's no shot. I mean, my my yeah. my, uh, my wife. It was a one bedroom house. One bedroom house. <laughs> my wife's my wife's experience has been quite different. Um, and, and I, um, yeah, it's 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 weird because I can't. I, I've learned a lot of things like through my work, 
um, and just like just going out and watching other people um, rather than take what I could take from the home for the time mm-hmm. that I was there, which is it's just really sad, really, um, because that's your foundation, isn't that it? That is your foundation. That mm-hmm. is our foundation, bro. It's unfortunate, but that is our foundation. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, I'm, 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 I'm an advocate. You know, like now as a parent, and I know if if anything I could teach my boys, if if I could have a do-over and I had to re-raise my children from, you know, from an LA is mm-hmm. to teach them that create that environment that they they become their best their best self well you you, you you're there now and you you still yeah. can do that because yeah. i don't know who's listening but like i'm listening i've got i want my mind's only three so <laughs> like although I, i've I'm, i've created a career that works with young people um and mentoring and counseling um like it's different when it's your own, isn't it? It is different. It um, is different. So I'm listening hard, even from sitting, um, sitting in the chair in the barbershop with Kevin and Andrews, mm. and when they knew that the baby was coming, it's like, bro, this is what you need to do. <laughs> and you need to make sure that you're with them all the time. Because they'll grow up. And when he grows up, because he's a boy, he's gone. He's <laughs> gone, he ain't there. Yeah. And I'm just watching and listening to anything like somebody drops. Mm, I'm mm, like right. Mm. I'm catching it. That's it. Do you know what I mean? I'm running with it. I have a, I have a guy I grew up with. He now he moved. He now li- he lives in Rotherham. Mm. He was a pastor. I mean, the pastor. Yes, I think he has four boys, three or four boys. I remember him saying to me. He said, you know, um, every morning before my boys go to school, well, before my yeah, before my boys go to school, I will check them. I will inspect them. Because I will, he says he will go to his fires to smell them. <laughs> because he doesn't want any surprises. <laughs> when they come back, they should be the way they left the house. Mm-hmm. He says he doesn't want any surprises. Because sometimes I think as parents, we, we, are, we don't take time to look at our children. To actually really look yeah, at our children. And look, yeah. and look at our children and observe them to a point where... It becomes second nature. When your son looks downcast, you know something is wrong. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, when, you, when you're that observant when mm. it comes to your mm. little ones. I, I, like I'm saying, I'm, me, I'm kind of grateful that somehow it says if God gave me, I'm, I'm very intuitive when it comes to mm. my children. Or actually, those who are around me. I always find it easy to know when things ain't right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and, or to actually behave in that kind of environment. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, we, we want to fix it. Yes. Instead of just yeah. sitting back and just, and just letting them come to us and tell us wh- what it right. is that's going wrong. And sometimes, like you rightly yeah. said before, there w- I know my eldest will talk to my wife first. Mm. You won't talk to me yeah, about yeah. certain things. Yeah. And then usually when I hear it, it's coming from... When it comes from his mom, yeah. it's, it's, it's usually like... It's already been thought out. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> of course she knows how I'm going to read. 
<laughs> She's just melted it out a bit. Yeah. Just <laughs> Let me tell you, I, uh, I, I know he probably, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. I remember when he broke up with his girlfriend. When my son broke up with his mm. girlfriend. Um, um, his like, young brother says, oh, yeah, yeah, I think, I think, my, I think Benjamin is upset and I think he's, he's balling or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then when I actually find out exactly where he was, he was upset. The first thing I'm thinking, I'm like, damn, man, this is the, why, why, why are you crying about this? <laughs> <laughs> why are you even upset about this? You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, the usual yeah. thing that you will do as yeah. parents, you know, like, yeah. because I've always been, <laughs> I've always said, you know, I don't want my children to date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. don't want them to date because I know it creates, I from my own experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you when I discovered girls it messed up my whole life. <laughs> it became my vocation, you know. <laughs> it really did. It's that, that it's that first girl that breaks your heart, oh, man. Brother. Jeez. <laughs> brother. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um I know it's like I think you know I I I used to fall in deep. I was the guy who would write poetry <laughs> and quote songs. Do you know, you know what? Let's be honest, right? I think like most guys, I don't know, like people have to tell me what they think, but I think most guys, especially at the beginning, they, they just go all in. We go all in. All in. And then like, probably like, I don't know, 80-90% of the time, they'll pick that one that will really just kind of... Ah. <laughs> And then guys just go cold. <laughs> they just go cold and just go militant after that. And that's what yeah, because I remember, you know, somebody saying to me, Sis, you are so distant. And I'm thinking, what do you mean I'm distant? But this is the thing. I think we, why I don't want my boys to, to, to date, you know, like that. I would like them to have friends who are females. Because if they want to know about women, they will have to be around women to actually, so they can understand the nature of hmm. of the sister or or the female. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Um, so when you have friendships and you listen to them and hmm. hear them, um, but when you are, I think sometimes when you are in a exclusive relationship with someone, you are so engrossed in that experience of being with that person that yeah. you don't really, sometimes you don't hear, except what you are there Whoa, to yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I've, seen, I've seen people, you know, like saying, oh, yeah, he, he treats her so terribly. And sometimes he doesn't even know what he's doing mm. because he's so engrossed in this thing mm, mm. to a point that he, common sense flies out of the window. You see what I'm saying? And I think I think even with the, uh, I mean, the, the earlier point of when the exam, giving the example, and I think again that goes back to the parents. I know, like as when when fathers, like I said, I'm, I'm speaking. I haven't. I've got one son. He's three year old. I'm not an expert, but when um, fathers have, have daughters, um, they should be present themselves in a way and relate to their daughters in a way that when they go out and find a man, find a guy, like their standard has been set by the father. That's it. Do you know what I mean? And um, that's vice versa, I reckon, as well. Do you know what I mean? So 
I think, like, the standard has got to be set by the mum. Like, she has a son, and he's got to say, like, okay, then I need to see, I understand these qualities, mm. these standards, um, when I see, uh, when I'm going out and, and looking for looking for a partner. Yeah. I remember, actually, I remember uh, um, one of my managers, actually, the weird things, like, all my managers prior to now have always been fem- women. I remember this, this sister basically uh, saying to me, she said, you know, um, she has like 52 points, which... <laughs> <laughs> she has 52 points that the guy has to... Wow. Has to, has to actually be able to meet and not before she can That's date. a high wall to <laughs> climb, bro. It's a very high wall to climb. <laughs> she was thinking at the what time. Happens, what happens when you get 51? <laughs> I really don't know. But yeah, she said she had about 52 points that, you know, basically a guy has to basically tick, you know, for her to date. And she, like I was saying, you know, she was single at the time. I'm thinking maybe you need to lower it to about 12. <laughs> lower it to about 12. Listen, or ten good ones, but, but I don't you think it's crazy. I mean, like this. Uh, I mean, just to just to mention as well, like we shouldn't allow um, um, movies and, and society, yeah, and society day, determine, uh, yeah. to, to um, set the standard of of what relationships are and what they should be and what they should look like. Because I think a lot of that has been perverted. Um, but I'm I'm kind of thinking for this generation. Like now, like in terms of how the world is set up and social media mm. and how people um, relate or don't relate, it's like, I think it's, I'd hate to be dating. I'd hate to be looking for a wife in this time, like as a younger, like, boy, like I think they've got a really hard task. Like, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> No, it is difficult. I, I think it is difficult because, like, um, it's like I think the whole dating scene to me is like a buffet yes. now <laughs> because everything is just fling it away and just show it. Yeah. Fling <laughs> 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 away. That's it. That's all it is. And and I think sometimes you you get to a point where it's like sensory overload. Yeah. Because I, you know, like sometimes you watch, I don't know, well, no, no, your kid is young. But when they, it comes to a point, I've seen people, you know, kind of go through uh, either Instagram or something, they'll image, 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 or like they would just tap it, image, tap, image, tap, image, tap, image, tap, image, tap. <laughs> like this, like this, like this. And I'm thinking, obviously you don't like that, but you're just doing it just because you are expected to. Yes. You see what I'm saying? You are expected to. So you do that? Yes. <laughs> like, I sound like starving. So I'm just drinking a drink. I put the canister to my mouth. And I just like, this is starving. <laughs> You're so starving. <laughs> you are my son. <laughs> I am your father. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not starving. Like you're talking about something serious, bro. I'm saying, you know, as I was, as, as I was saying... We are, I think it's like a sensory overload because everything is so available. So visually, we are now just visual beings. 
Yes. We, yes. We, we are not taking time out to actually get to know the other person. And it's, and it's even got to that point where, we, like you're saying, using social media as an example, um, visual beings, it's even when it comes to getting the date now, it's swipe left or swipe yes, right. right. That's, it, That's it. I don't get that. <laughs> Which 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 ones which, what, which ones are right, Lou? I have no idea. All oh, right, bro. you answered that right. <laughs> if you told me that answer, like this, it would be proud. If you I told me that answer, there'd be problems. I have no idea. <laughs> if you knew which which what was right and what was left, I am too old, man. I really am too old. I'm too old to even you know kind of catch up with stuff as much as I'm. As I'm expected, either through my work and stuff, you know, you know, kind of working in communications, uh, the expectancy that you should be on top of either social media or whatever you, or the different trends that, you know, that are happening now, is it's too much. It's mm. like trying to catch up is is a feat in its own in mm. its own right. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm expected to know Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I don't know what else. I don't, I don't know why else. Is now it's ones. now there's like you know kind of platforms TikTok, like that's one. Yeah, yeah TikTok. Yeah. I I have to use Zoom. I have to use Teams. Yeah, I have to use all these other crazy stuff. You know to kind of put the whatever it is that we are doing out there. So for this this to is how this is how we relate now, isn't and it? That's how this we relate is... now. You know what I mean? And and this this is really difficult. But I think when the things that were supposed to make our life slightly easier mm. suddenly become the very things that are driving our lives. Apart. We are bound. It's, it's, yeah, apart. Are. it's, it's distancing yeah. ourselves. Yeah. I had a conversation, even from a church point of view, I had a conversation now. Everybody's using um, Zoom and everything Zoom, yeah. else like that. It's like, oh, it's really, really good. And that positives from it. Don't get me wrong. It's really, really good that um, like I can be in so many places that's it and get that's the messages from, from but then um, what happened to that physical yeah. contact what, that what face to face what happened to like the church being a body oh but we're still a body we're still no no but not through Zoom like, no, like, through. like you don't get a leg over <laughs> in, in in Jamaica in Jamaica what's the head is in South Africa bro <laughs> Come on! <laughs> yeah, oh man. man! But you know what? Maybe that one is one other thing. Because let me tell you, um, I'm, I know people saying, you know, we are all zoomed out. We are definitely zoomed yeah. out. And and I think you know one thing that we have forgotten, probably like as a, as a as a way of closing. One of the things that we have forgotten is that for many years we spoke about the whole overexposure to devices mm. and stuff as part of the health, our, our mental well-being. Yes. We say the, the over, the more we are prolonged to screens and stuff. I mean, we were losing a lot of things even back then. Yeah. More so now. Yeah. You know, which is why sometimes it's, it's better to call somebody rather than text them. Yeah. And I know the, the younger generation don't even want to answer the f- telephone. They would rather no, text it's you. A text. Yeah. The fact that they can text each other whilst they're sitting next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes its own problem, you it's know what I'm saying? Every day. They yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, talk. Yeah. They they don't talk. But I am I am really, really, really 
stuffed of a good conversation, which is why this 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 you know kind of podcast was started was to try and kind of rekindle that That's right. whole thing of actually being able to Amen. talk to each other and just and just talk about the things that are close to us. Yeah. You know, um and just share in the hope that, you know, somebody somewhere will will be hearing what we're saying and then probably that will be the thing that either switches that light bulb. Yeah. You know, and, and, and probably help them in the unknown yeah. settle. Yeah. We, 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 we don't attest to have all the answers. All we can share is from our own experience. And, that's right. That's and, right. And, 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 and that's it. And I think there's something huge. I think for me personally, there is something huge in sharing. Yeah. Um, I think it's a privilege to be able to share. I think it's a privilege to be able to listen. I think it's a privilege. Um, uh, like, like you said, that, that the whole thing of just having that open, communication um, and yeah. being totally allowed to be allowed to being be given allowed. permission to give no. yourself permission to, to give, give the other permission permission to do so that's do you know what i mean it's, it's 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 huge because like everything that you're saying is that's that's not the world that we're living in right now mm. um so yeah it's just i'm i'm i'm, I'm thankful to be to be able to be a part of that but i know like for the one of the major things that's helped me is anytime when I sit down and listen to somebody's story mm, 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 mm. and I'll see like, how did you navigate? How did you navigate this yeah, thing? Yeah, how did you do that? And it's it's been so significant. Like I said, if somebody drops something, I'm ready to catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we, how do we become the best version of ourselves? That's right. Because we can't do it on our own. That's, that's right. Thing, you know, and, and I just hope that... Um, Next time somebody sees sees me with my head down there, instead of telling me to, why is your face so long? <laughs> <laughs> why is your face so long? They will be able to be at least more more cognizant to the fact that you know I may be having a hard day. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I may be having a hard day, and yeah. how we how we interface with each other. Yeah. We have to be sort of like a little bit recognize, you know, the signs that, you know, some other people are struggling and yeah. that not every one of us um, will go around with a smile. That's right. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, you know. all the time. We, 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 well, it'd yes. be quite, quite in, insane you know. if we are. Like, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? Like, you're happy all the time? <laughs> all the time? <laughs> all the time? <laughs> we are struggling. I think we are struggling in our own, in our own right. Mm. And, uh, but... At least the pandemic has made us recognize, reevaluate how we are, yeah. you know, in ourselves. Yeah. Because we have found time now to sit back and and recognize, you know, that there are certain things that are not right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the world the world talks about um, uh, uh, new normal, no? new normal people, yeah. and like you said, a lot of people have kind of used the time to reflect on a lot of things. And, that's it. That's um, it. Yeah, it's, it's so important. Yeah. So yeah, we will leave it there for today and then probably, you know, like the next time we we carry on and, and peel off the layers. <laughs> there are many layers, Man, bro. It's the big onion. <laughs> it's a big it's a huge onion. Bro. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's a different one, bro. Oh thanks right. thanks again. No, thank Leon, you, man. Thank, thank you, man. you, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro.